So where does Baja racing originally come from? So down in the, uh, the western part of California, California and Mexico, there's a region called the Baja Peninsula, and it's a it's a desert. And someone a long time ago, in like 50 years or so, decided it would be pretty fun to drive a car a thousand miles across the Baja Desert and called it the Baja 1000. And it's, it's not only cars, it's like yeah, motorcycles, it's, four it's wheelers. It's expanded from that original idea into a whole bunch of so different... So you're going to have to... Oh, sorry. Um, so it's expanded from that into a whole bunch of different race series. And one of them is put on by uh, SAE International. And they're the people who set standards for cars and everything like that. Um, they wanted to do a college-level race series. And so the, the whole purpose behind the... The, the specifications we get and the race races we compete in are to um, kind of imitate the the original Baja idea. By the way, SAE stands for Society of Automotive Engineers. So, seeing this is a desert racing sport, where do you guys usually race? Well, unfortunately, uh, not everybody in the country can afford to go down to a desert kind of atmosphere. So uh, the, the SAE realizes that and they put on three different competitions each year. Um, they usually rotate through a few different schools that host the competitions. Last year it was Rochester. Uh, where else was it? I know there's one in California. Oregon. Oregon and California, I think. And then this year it's going to be one in uh, Illinois, one in Kentucky, and one in Arizona, I believe. So is it like a dirt track? Is it paved through? Usually it's, it's dirt track, but they, they also have a series called uh, Formula SAE, and that's mainly on the road. So like Formula Racing almost? Yeah. 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 Usually isn't that's it, at bigger schools. Isn't um, that the one where they just go straight? A straight um, race? No. Yeah, that's no. more drag racing, yeah. but like Formula is like it's, it's really popular over in Europe. It's uh, um, the closest we have in America. I mean, they do have a few formula races each year, but we have like the Indy 500 and stuff like that, Indy series. But SAE wanted to imitate that in the same way that they imitated the Baja races with the Baja, with the Baja competition at a college level. They imitate the formula races with uh, Formula SAE at a college level. To put it in perspective, Formula SAE they get to use uh, motorcycle en engines, whereas we just use like a regular old lawnmower engine. It's Briggs and Stratton's racing series engine. So this club is very active, but what all do you guys do in a meeting? Um, usually in a meeting, we start by talking about the stuff that every club on campus has to talk about, uh, money and fundraisers and stuff like that. Uh, not the most fun stuff, but after we talk for about five to ten minutes, we usually are working on uh, one of the various projects we have going. Right now, a few of our members are trying to design a car for the end of this year, which by the end of this year we'll hopefully have built by ourselves um, in our shop up in the SET building. Uh, some of the members, the newer members, are just kind of learning the ropes by 
working on last year's car and trying to fix that because that was broken at the end of last year and we'd like to have that running as well. So you're going to have two different teams essentially? Well, we're only allowed to run one of them at competition. So the new one will be the one we run at the official competitions, but we'd like to have a second car that we'll have running all the time and we'll be able to use for new members and we can modify it more. We have a bit more freedom with that car. Um, we can take it to events and things like that. So technically, if, you, if we did have two working cars, we can go to two different competitions, but our old car, its frame has expired. So you can use each frame for two years. So that, that one was built over two years ago, so we can't use it anymore, for competition at least. So how do you choose who to race the car? Um, so I think in Kansas it was just uh, whoever wanted to. Um, you can register up to five different drivers for each official competition, and there's five different events that you have to race in. Um, around here though, uh, when we go out and if we have a running car, which is our goal with the old car right now is to get that running as soon as possible We can we could just take it up. Usually uh, University police lets us test up by the windmill or tall pines ATV park down the road lets us in for free and Anybody who's in the club who's you know contributed at all is is absolutely free to drive it around um, We only ask that you contribute just so that people don't just show up for the driving events and then don't actually help the club. And, and then from there we can kind of see like who's most competent in driving and can get around the track, you know. Being totally honest, driving at competition isn't the most fun thing in the world. No, um, not at all. Uh, it's, the last event is a four-hour endurance race and the cars are very far from comfortable. So it's not usually a fight to see who's going to drive. Well, plus everybody back at the um wherever you guys stand is relying on this person to race well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the car to hold up. And, and there's a whole bunch of different factors that go into it. And it's not always the most fun to be the one driving. There's not a driver change, is there? Um, in in competition, I believe there is. Like, it, like in the four-hour endurance race, I think you can change a couple times. Um, but in the, obviously, the shorter ones, you can't yeah. driver change. But. So how do you go about designing a vehicle? So we got a we got a very big rule book we gotta pay attention to. And most of the rules are uh, wrapped around the frame design because essentially you want to keep the person in the car safe. So mm -hmm. that's what it's there for. Um, and we use a bunch of different computer programs. We use uh, SolidWorks to uh, design our chassis and then test it in the sim in the simulation. There's a lot of members in this club, so how do you divide the tests up into groups? That's always been kind of a problem because a lot of people want to work on different things. And I personally, I you know, I, I the paperwork's tons of fun, but <laughs> I do want to get my hands on the car once in a while, and I know a lot of people feel the same way. Um, we we try to set like loose boundaries on what people do and give people loose jobs. So that, you know, if you're in there working and, you know, your parts haven't come in for your part yet um, or what you're working on, then you can work on something else. We don't strictly monitor what people specifically work on. And in the end, the club's there to, to teach people and to have fun. Um, we're not trying to strictly regulate anything. We, we can kind of delegate um, 
what people want to do. You know, we can have like a small survey. It's like a show of hands. Who wants to turn a wrench? Who wants to work on the computer? That type of thing. So how long are the meetings usually? Generally an hour. Yeah. Um, Towards the beginning of the semester, yeah. and especially the beginning of the year when there isn't as much to do. Um, we're still waiting on parts we've ordered to come in. We're still, you know, trying to design the, the new car. Uh, the meetings are generally shorter because there's not as much that needs to be done in the shop. Towards the end of the semester of the, the winter or the fall semester and over the spring semester, um, they can go quite a while. But, you know, nobody's you know required to stay the whole time. It's almost all volunteer. Um, if you want to stay for three hours and work on it each night, you can. Um, we also have Saturday work days sometimes. We'll all come in on a Saturday and work on the car. So where and what days, where did you say the meetings were? Um, our meetings are always up in the SET building, and we are in the ICE lab, which is the garage pointing into the driveway going into the SET building. Um, usually, if we're having a meeting, it's at 7 o'clock p.m., and on Mondays and Thursdays, and usually the door is propped or the garage door is open so that people can find us more easily and come right in. Is the club still open to new members showing up? Absolutely. The club is always open. On the last day of the semester, you could show up, and we'd still be happy to have you. We can always use more members. How do you recommend a new person going about getting into the group? Um, you can either, uh, I'd say the easiest way is probably to visit our Pioneer Link page and email somebody that you have on there. I mean, I could give out my email, but uh, I usually find that people don't write it down right away and then forget. So uh, just go into the Pioneer Link page. My email's on there. Uh, Ben's email is on there. And just send us an email and we'll give you all the information. The other option is just to show up um, 7 p.m. Mondays and Thursdays and just stop by and we'll put you to work. So this club must run off of teamwork. How do you support or make the students work well together? Um, honestly, we, we really haven't had to think about that very much. Um, it, it just kind of happens naturally. I mean, I know I didn't set out with the goal of becoming a great team player when I joined, you know, but I made, you know, all the friends I have right now from the club at this school. Um, it just kind of happens naturally when everybody's working hard on something and they've got a common goal. It, it I don't know, it, it just happens. So, I wish I could give a better answer on that, but it's not something that we like. We don't really do team building activities because the whole club in practice is a team building exercise. What other skills do you see students um, learning from being involved with a club? Um, so if, if you join the club and you have no prior like mechanical experience, after a year you're going to come out maybe knowing how to weld and how to use tools and everything. We have a lot of people join with a lot of different levels of like technical skills and designing skills. Some people learned SolidWorks or AutoCAD in high school, and that's great. But some people have no experience with it whatsoever. When I came in, I had never used any kind of solid modeling program, which is what we use to design the car. And now, like Ben just said, he had neither, and we're the ones that designed the car for this year. So. Yeah, that was what I mainly learned from the club. Um, 
but just like that, people come in without, you know, some people come in without any experience using any kind of tools on cars or anything. But if they've got the interest, it's absolutely, it's so easy to teach somebody how to do that stuff. Um, if you've got any interest at all, please stop by. What outstanding accomplishments has this club made so far? <laughs> so far? Well, um, really, we're just in the design process right now. Um, yeah. Well, do you mean in the history of the club or this year? History of the club. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, we've competed in a few races. Um, I am not going to tell you how we did at those races. Uh, <laughs> um, but we, we've typically only gotten better. So if we keep on this track, this year should be our best year yet. It's going and to be our it, best year. It, it definitely is. We, we started out with more funds and more members and uh, a better plan going into the year. And we had last year to prepare a little bit more. So this year we've got some pretty high goals for ourselves, but I definitely think it's achievable. So this is usually more in our interview when it's one-on-one, um, -on -one, but people commonly get inspired by an individual in their life that leads them to where they are. What would this person be for each of you? That's a big question. Um, I almost want to say uh, Howard Hughes, besides like the him losing his mind part, but he, he was really an incredible designer, and that, that kind of inspired me. I don't know. I, I could not give you a solid, straightforward answer. I couldn't give you a straightforward answer. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think I'm more like inspired by ideas than specific people. Um, I don't know. I've just seen like what some engineers like in the in the car industry and automotive industry in the last 30 years or so have done, and it's absolutely amazing how far we've come in the last 30 years, last 100 years, and if I could be a part of that after college, that would be fantastic. I'd love to do that, and this is, I would say, the best way to get experience in college. So what do you think of all the um, stuff that Tesla's been doing? <laughs> Tesla's wild. <laughs> you got to look at uh, all the other uh, electric car companies coming out now. There's, there's one called uh, Rivian. Yeah, yeah, well, they're making the truck. Yeah, they're making electric trucks, and that, that appeals to me more. Um, te yeah, Tesla's, that's certainly an interesting company. Um, <laughs> they, they know how to uh, get publicity. That's, I think, a huge part of it. But I don't think what they're doing is, is you know, wrong. Eventually, you know, a lot of people are going to hate this, but cars are going to be electric. Um, it's bound to happen. It, it has it, to. It, yeah, I mean, as much as I like things going room, <laughs> Teslas are way faster. And, and what about uh, those electric semi trucks? You know, those if it works, it works. You know, the last, I don't know. People people drive fast cars because they go room, but a semi truck is meant to work, right? So it shouldn't be the end of the world if if it doesn't go room. If it's electric, I feel like that would be naturally the first thing to go electric. Um, it's just funny that it hasn't turned out that way. I mean, if you if you hook chains with like a like a big I don't know a, a 
power stroke or something and a Tesla. I'd, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if a Tesla won. I mean, nobody wants to hear that, but oh well. <laughs> I drive a vehicle saver. Shut up. <laughs> What is your favorite memory from being a early scorer? Oh, that's yeah. <laughs> Definitely competition. Yeah. You know the phrase, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times? Um, that, I think, pretty accurately describes Kansas. Uh, it was probably 100 and... We'll, we were all... Our pit area was in uh, a parking lot. It was probably 105 blacktop, yeah. blacktop parking lot, and it was humid. It was the right at the end of spring so it was their tornado season i was running on red bull <laughs> and yeah we were getting like we were there for it was four days of competition um we had to drive 18 hours down 18 hours back that was that was so fun it, yeah it was it looking back at it it was an amazing time during it i hated it <laughs> we were all hot and angry and and sweaty and i think we were all ready to kill each other but because uh, you know nothing was going right and we, we were all just so frustrated but looking back at it it definitely i learned a lot more in those four days than i think i've learned in any other four days and it was it was definitely an experience i wouldn't trade but yeah well anything else about the club i feel like that was kind of short but <laughs> well okay well um i mean i've definitely had a i mean there's definitely a few meetings that stand out. We, we, anytime we get to take the car out, of course, I have quite a bit of fun. Uh, I think most people do. Um, we but, took the car to Tall Pines. Yeah, we've taken the car to Tall Pines a couple fun. of times. Yeah. Um, usually we drive it in Hot Dog Day in the parade that they have. Um, we straight piped the old car, so it'll be nice and loud for Hot Dog Day this year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but honestly, anytime you get like a, a part on the car to work that's been extremely frustrating and hasn't been working it feels like you can conquer the world <laughs> uh, you just get that thing to finally work and it feels great but, so there's been tons of little moments like that well, thanks you guys for coming down to WTA 90.7 FM radio station and talking to me about the Baja Racing Club you're welcome. Thanks for having us. It was our pleasure. Maybe someone new will come check your next meeting out. This was another episode of the show made by Pioneer for Pioneers about Pioneers. This being a Pioneer podcast radio show. Don't forget this will be on YouTube if you miss the show and have to watch it later. Good luck, Pioneers. Talk to you soon.